Well, I probably shouldn't have uh, joined the choir this morning because I've already worked up a big sweat. Uh, it's pretty warm up here. And uh, anyway, uh, Brother Wayne asked me earlier if I wanted to put that wireless mic on. And, you know, as much as I sweat, I probably, uh, that thing, it might have shorted out and I would have been dancing around up here. But uh, today I have an opportunity. I have an opportunity to talk a little bit about my life. And uh, on this Father's Day, it's, it's necessary that I stand here. Because I want to be a better father. And over the last year and a half, a lot of things have been changing in my life. And I know that God has been working on me. And uh, I know that he wants more from me. And uh, maybe some of you have noticed over the last year and a half some change in me. I hope so. But there's a reason for the change. It's because I gave up. Today you're fixing to hear how I let bitterness in my heart and a lack of forgiveness towards my dad keep me from having a good relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew 6.14 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Today you will also hear how I allowed things like work and being successful lead me instead of Christ. You will hear how I accepted Christ at an early age, but I failed to follow him until I was 39 and a half years old. I was 10 years old when I accepted Christ as my Savior. I was at home with my mother and a preacher came to our house. He talked a while about his church and before he left, he looked at me and he asked me a question. He said, Jeremy, if you were to die tonight, do you know where you would go? Now, that wasn't the first time I'd ever heard that question. I was raised up in church. I've heard my grandpa ask that question many times at the end of his sermons. And I can remember there were several times where I felt like I needed to go up in front of church. But I never did. So when that preacher asked me that question, All I could do was cry. He asked me if I believed in God, and I said yes. He asked me if I believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me, and I said yes. 
He said, do you want Jesus to come into your heart? And I said, yes. And that was the first time I acknowledged God as my Heavenly Father. And it was the first time that I said I believed that Jesus Christ died for me. That preacher prayed with me, and that day I was saved. And it wasn't long after accepting Christ, the tears came back one morning at McKinley Avenue Church. My aunt, she took me to the preacher after church, and I told him that I wanted to be baptized. Now I can tell you today, I do not doubt that that day in my mother's apartment was when I accepted Christ. I do not doubt that the day I said I wanted to be baptized was real. However, I know that my relationship with Christ didn't grow over the next several years of my life. I continued to go to church with my grandparents and my aunt and uncle and mom and she would go. I had people trying to keep me on the right path. But there was something that was keeping me from having a good relationship with Jesus. I was filled with things like heartache and anger, sadness, worry, stress. Bitterness, confusion, and even hatred at times. And you know there was no way that I could have all these feelings inside of me and have a good relationship with Christ. And the, reasons for the, the reason for these feelings inside of me was because when I was seven years old, my father, cheated on my mother. Not only did he cheat on her, but he cheated on my brother and sister. And he cheated on me. And my mother, she was willing to work it out. Dad didn't want to. He walked away from his wife and three children. For as long as I live, I will never know how he was able to do that. But he did. And my mother and my father, they got a divorce. And our families were divided. And mom, she had custody of his kids and she did the best that she could do given her circumstances. And it was a bit of a struggle for a while. For much of my life, I was focused on what Dad had done to Mom and how he had left me. I held him accountable for what he had done and I could not forgive him. And that was the way it was for years of my life. My father and I, we never had a real good relationship. 
That's hard to stand up here on Father's Day and say. But because my dad was not following Christ, he continued to make terrible life-changing decisions. The way he chose to live his life had a huge impact on mine. And because I was filled with such anger towards my father, I wasn't following Christ either. Years went by, and then in 1990, before things got out of control in my life, God started doing some work. He placed Christy in my life just at the right time. I was 18, and the Lord only knows what I was fixing to get into. But the anger inside of me towards my father turned into love for her. I didn't deserve a wonderful girl like Christy. But God was working on me back then. I didn't even have time to think about being mad. Because all I could think about was Christy. We dated for five years, and I remember asking Christy early in our relationship if she went to church anywhere. And she said, yes, Dorsville Baptist. And I thought, that's good, she's a Baptist. What I was raised to be. Then I asked if she was a Christian, and she said yes. And I knew that she was who I was going to marry early in our relationship. And I joined Dorsville right before we got married in 1995. And we have had a great marriage. One more blessing that God has given me. A great marriage. Then in 1997, and three years later in 2000, God blessed us with Courtney and Kate, bringing even more joy into our lives. Our two daughters, they are beautiful, works, and gifts from God. And I have been very blessed to be their father. But do you know, even with all the blessings that God has given me over the years of my life, I still had bitterness in my heart towards my dad for what he had done. God had blessed me in many ways, and I was still holding on to the past and a bunch of junk from back then. I was determined to hold my dad accountable for what he had done. 
And by this time in my life, I'm in and out of church, not going much. And I've been getting more involved with making money so I could be a better provider. I started working on Sundays, and let me just tell you, that was where I made one of the biggest mistakes in my whole life. I started putting work before my wife. I started putting work before my daughters. I put work before my Heavenly Father and my Lord and Savior. I started trying to be the best in my business no matter what the cost. I wanted more money, a bigger house, nicer cars. And do you know, God blessed me with those things. The only problem was, I wasn't seeing them as blessings. I was seeing them as the result of my hard work. I'm telling you, I know that God was not happy with me during this time in my life. I had been given so many blessings, and I was still failing to follow my Savior, Jesus Christ. Then April 26, 2007, God showed up. I was speaking at my father-in-law's funeral, something that I had never done before, and I was scared. So that morning before the funeral, I prayed. Now remember, I at this time, I still have this bitterness in me. You know, I'm not going to church. I'm not following my Savior. And when I needed God, in the worst way, man, I turned to him and I prayed to him differently. I'm like, Father, man, today I, I need you. I prayed that he would pick me up when it came my time to speak at that funeral. And I prayed that he would hold me there. And I'm telling you, God showed up. When it came my time to speak, he picked me up. And he held me there. And do you know, even with having a an experience like that, I still failed to follow Christ. From 2007 to 2010, we have had five people to die in our families. And I can tell you, it caused me to do a lot of thinking. 
However, I continued to bury myself in work and tried to deal with whatever life sent my way on my own. And I was still not following Christ. In 2010, my father had a heart attack. And I was going to see him in the hospital at Carbondale, and, and on the way over, it was all over my heart to ask Dad if he was ready. Meaning, was he a Christian? And while in his room, someone mentioned that Dad wasn't wanting to do dialysis, and he started defending his decision. And I looked at him and I said, Dad, I only need to know one thing. I said, are you ready? And he said, yes. And I said, I don't mean are you ready to leave the hospital. Are you ready? As in, are you going to heaven if you die? And he said, yes. I told him I didn't need to know anything else. I looked at my stepmom and my half-sister, and they both had tears running down their face. God was working in my life that day. And after a few days more in the hospital, they sent Dad home. It was a Friday, and I went to see him. And when I walked into his room, he looked at me and he just started crying. My sister was there and I looked at them and I, I asked what was going on. And Tammy looked at me and she said, Brother, she said, Dad is trying to make some things right. And my dad looked at me that night with tears going down his face. And he said, Jeremy, I love you. I have always loved you. And he said, I'm sorry for hurting you. And he asked me to forgive me. And I did. And I can tell you that moment erased years of bitterness I had in my heart. Two days later, July 11, 2010, Dad died of another heart attack. Even though we never had the time, even though we never had the time to start a new relationship, I had peace in my heart with my dad. And today I believe that that Friday night at Dad's house was another God-given moment. I believe that night was when I finally forgave my dad for what he had done. 
And my life changed that year. A huge weight was lifted. The bitterness was gone from my heart because I finally forgave my father. And then I started to notice my own failures as a father. Putting work before my family before church, before my Heavenly Father, and before my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for the next year and a half, I battled work and the stress of life. And I can tell you during that time, God was speaking to me and I was ignoring Him. And in 2011, the devil was working on me even more than God. I wasn't very nice at times, and I was on a terrible path. I wasn't going to church, and I was putting work and trying to make more money before everything. And then... beginning of 2012, the very first week of that year, I finally admitted that I cannot do life on my own. I needed Jesus to take control. I gave up. You see, I'm not in control of anything in my life except that my decisions. And I have made some bad ones. And I have been a fool to think that anything good in my life is because of my hard work. And in that very first week of January 2012, I had a meeting with my mother-in-law in the office at the restaurant that I manage and she owns. I told her I couldn't do it anymore. I said I cannot go through 2012 like 2011 and 2010 and 2009. I told her something had to change. I told her we needed to close the restaurant on Sundays and I needed to get back to church. And I said, as a husband and a father, I was the one responsible for leading my family to church. And I believe I rededicated my life to Christ that day in that office. At age 39 and a half, I finally gave up. And I started trying hard to follow my Savior.
My life has changed in so many ways since that day. We haven't opened a single Sunday for the last year and a half, and we haven't missed a single dime of those Sunday sets. God is providing. And in the last year and a half, my family has been back in Sunday school and church faithful. We've even been going on Sunday night. And I have been praying with my wife and my daughters. And I had never done that before in my life. I have been reading my Bible. And I've never done that either. And I have been trying hard to put my Lord and Savior first in all areas of my life. I have been praying different. You know, my prayers now aren't all about me. My prayers are more like, Lord, what can I do for you today? And in the last year and a half, both of my daughters have come forward to say that they accepted Christ as their Savior. And they wanted to be baptized. I can tell you that was a happy Father's Day. And my youngest daughter, Caitlin, a few weeks ago, wore a shirt to school that she had made on her own that had words that Jesus had spoke on the front. That was a happy Father's Day. When I see my daughters and they're not afraid to talk about God and Jesus with their friends, that's a happy Father's Day. You see, not only have I been changing since I've tried harder to follow my Savior in the last year and a half, but because I've been trying to lead my family, they've been changing too. My father failed to lead me. And man, many years of my life, I've had some struggles. I do not want to be like him. I want to lead my family. I want them to have a better relationship with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I do not want their hearts to ever be filled with bitterness towards me. For any reason. It is amazing what happens in your life when you really start trying to put Jesus first. 
tell you, for years of my life, I have failed to follow Christ because of bitterness in my heart and a lack of forgiveness. And I allowed things like work, success, money, and other stuff to leave me. And I do not know why God didn't give up on me, but I'm so thankful he didn't. Now that I've been trying harder to follow the examples of Christ, it is so easy to see where God has always been in my life. And I know that God wants more from me. And I do not want to fail him ever again. So today, I ask my family for help. And I ask my church family for help. I need for you to pray for me. I need for you to pray that I will stay on the path behind my Savior. And if any of you see me getting off that path, would you please pull me back on? You've heard me mention today the things that were keeping me from having a closer walk with Christ. And I want to close today with a couple of questions. Is there anything in your life that's keeping you from following Christ? Let me tell you something. There's a difference between being a Christian and being a follower of Christ. I accepted Christ when I was 10 years old and I failed to follow until I was 39 and a half. You heard me say of the things that I had put before Christ. So my question today, are you putting anything before him? Is it work? Is your heart filled with something bad? Do you need to forgive somebody? What is leading? Who is leading your life? Brother Dwayne is going to have a time of invitation here in a little bit. And if anything that I have said has touched you in any way, if you've been able to relate with anything at all that I have said, if you've held on to junk in your life like I have, if your relationship with Jesus Christ is weak or possibly you don't even have one, and you need to bring it to God, 
you need to let it go. It's easy for me to say now that I've done it, but it took me until I was 39 and a half years old to do it. I pray that if you're carrying some junk around in you, you don't wait as long as I did. When you get rid of it, when you free your heart, when you try harder to have a better relationship with Jesus Christ, your life starts changing. I thank you for listening today. And just remember to keep me in your prayers and my family. And I'm just going to try to continue in all the ways I can. Glorify God. Thank you.